The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We're going to get to some uh, listener questions in just a second. And uh, we do have one actually on the air, so I'm going to grab it here. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I think I know who this is, but uh, who's this? <laughs> yeah, this is Terrell. What's going on, Terrell? How you doing tonight? How you, how you doing tonight? How you doing, John? Everybody, just uh, I think John's I been better like, based on some of the commentary <laughs> he, he's received from his uh, his stance on things, but I, we're doing all right. I just want to say, uh, I know we kind of surreal, kind of shocked that you know we still at the aftermath of Marvin being gone, and you know uh, we dealing with a new coach a lot. A lot of uh, teams deal with this almost every other two or three years, but we've been with this for a long time, and are we just scared that, you know, uh, the new coach, uh, Taylor, he might lay an egg in the first year, but I'm, it, it's going to be a rebuild in the first year. you got to really understand this, because we, we still need some linebackers. We still uh, need a tight end. We still definitely need some offensive line. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... I um, I believe in um, Dalton better than Tannehill. I'll tell you that though. I mean, if you want to just bring in, <laughs> oh. if you want to bring just bring in, like our fake Nick Foles, that'd be cool. But uh, you say what you want about Dalton, man. But Dalton got heart, man. He, he got a he got some heart. Yeah. And, um, if if he could at least try to make us the at least half of what the Rams is, uh, I mean. Just, just not, just with the, uh, just with like the play calling. I could tell you this though, it, it might be some second half adjustments this year. I could tell you that though. <laughs> yeah. That's what's probably gonna happen though this year. Yeah. Hopefully. And, um, I just think, I just think that he, uh, he, it, it's gonna be a lot of cuts. It's gonna be a lot of fan favorites might get cuts. It's gonna be maybe some some new uh, free agents might turn their heads and might think about Cincinnati too, but. I just, 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 
was just calm down. I know it's gonna take a little minute though, but I was gonna say another thing before I leave. Uh, I think I think we waiting on two or Trevor Lawrence though. That's what we waiting on. Yeah, number two could but be. How, but how do you get Trevor Lawrence, man? How do you get Trevor Lawrence without trading up? And, and, and I'm going to just say this right now. Uh, Joe, Joe Mixon might be the top girl of the AFC. Well, we'll like see. I I, I'm, I'm sure Zach Taylor would take that. Thanks, Terrell. We're going we're gonna to get moving on here. Appreciate you calling in as always, my friend. Thank you. All Thank right. A uh, lot there, but, I mean, basically you've got another person who uh, is on the Dalton train over Tannehill. That's one thing. But um, – you know, I, I think, and that's that's the hope, is that the Bengals will become Rams East, right? I mean, uh, that, uh, you know, the, their their quarterback has a plethora of weapons to throw to that that just know the system in and out. They have uh, a running back who can come in and be, be dominant. And the good news is the Bengals have some of those pieces, at least on offense, in place. Right, John? They have an identity, and I think that's the most important thing. Like, they run... 90-something percent of their plays out of one personal package. But they run a plethora of different type of concepts with a lot of condensed formations. They run the same scheme with their running back with Todd Gurley and works every time because they always try to make sure that Gurley has the lightest box to run against. They always have a lot of good matchups in that front four with a great offensive line that the Bengals don't have yet, but they can potentially build it with a guy like Bill Callahan. I think that's the whole goal because the Rams are an exotic smash mouth team, but they, you know, don't do anything. They don't show their hand to anything different. You know, they, they run the same personnel, but they run a lot of different things out of the personnel and their defense is built on just frenetic talent as well, because they built that for a lot from free agency and, and along with the drafts as well. I, I think that's the goal for the Bengals with a guy like Taylor to bring in that same type of establishment of, a, of an identity to utilize their strengths to their best. Hard to disagree with you there. And, uh, John, I think we've got someone uh, on the line here who is an ardent ardent disagreeer of uh, your stance yet again, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Who's this on the air? Uh, This is Ron Shoot. How are you guys doing? We're all right. How are you doing, man? Uh, doing all right. Can you hear me all right? I'm uh, driving my semi truck right now. Uh, I, I got you. Background noise or not? Yeah, we we got you. Can you hear John or no? Um, right now I can't hear John. Uh, no, uh, here we go. How are you, Brown Shoe? Nice drive. Hello. I can kind of hear him, but I. Not you, you, you don't want to hear me. I want to hear yeah. you, though. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So give it. Give us your thoughts on the uh, on the on because uh, I think you are one of the folks in the uh, the chat that that were in ardent disagreement with John. Yeah. I mean, no, no, I, nothing personal with you, John. Like, it's, don't don't think that. But I've always been a big Andy Dalton fan. I mean, uh, a big thing is people always overestimate what he's been, like, what he's had throughout his years. When he came into the Bengals in 2011, he, he inherited a 4-12 team, a team that just lost all their weapons. They had to get uh, A.J. Green uh, in the first round. He was a rookie. Everybody else, Chad Johnson, everybody else was gone. So he had, he brought a four and twelve team to the playoffs 
uh, all the way up until 2015, every single year. And all he had until 2013 was A.J. Green. He didn't have Muhammad Sanu or, uh, or uh, Marvin Jones until 2013. They were on the bench in 2012. He didn't have Tyler Eifert until 2013 also, and he was on the bench in 2013, really. I mean, if you look at all the... Uh, Dalton's most productive years, he was playing really, really good, borderline elite when he had, when he had talent around him. In 2013, he was third in touchdowns and seventh in yards when he had AJ Green, Mohamed Sanu, and Marvin Jones. He hasn't. He's only had a good running game like one year in his career, and that was last year. Like if you give Dalton a good supporting cast, he's going to be good. Well, that's that, yeah. That's been that's been Dalton's uh, Dalton's mo. Hey, uh, Brownshoe, we're gonna we we got a lot of calls coming in, so we're gonna let you go. But I think you've made some good points, and I'm gonna let John respond off the air here. Okay, bud, drive safe. Thanks. Uh, well, John, I mean, uh, and by the way, I will I will read a text uh, in a in a second. Um, I, I will read a text here in a second, uh, basically in support of you, but uh, go ahead and talk about what, what brown shoe uh, shot over to you. If that's the same brown shoe from the old Bengals forums, I remember him. He's a very avid Bengals fan. Uh, he always was in those Andy Dalton uh, debates. But brown shoe proves another point of mine. Dalton is the guy that you can definitely manufacture production because at this point, when you compare him to the 31 other starting quarterbacks in the league off natural talent, he's probably somewhere in the 16 to 20 range. Like he's not going to elevate any, any guys around him. Like he just proved, he just proved a lot of our points. When you surround him with great talent, he can produce, you know, at a, at a high level. It, does that mean he's a high level quarterback? No, it just means he's dependent on what's around him. Again, you can't building a team around him. So talented that he has that he has to have that to produce at that level. It's not sustainable if you're paying him like a franchise quarterback. They tried to do it for a couple of years with guys on rookie deals. When it was time to pay those guys, they didn't pony up, and eventually the team dissipated because they couldn't build around him because they were paying him too much. Yada yada yada. Didn't you know? Didn't draft well. Didn't have a lot of free agency. Well, you need a, you need a quarterback who not only costs not a lot on a rookie contract, but you need a guy who can elevate guys around you. Andy Dalton's just not that. He's completely dependent on what's around him because he's not as talented as other quarterbacks who are. And that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think in an ideal world, Andy Dalton would be, you know, become that guy somehow magically under Zach Taylor in this system. And, uh, you know, he's the guy that potentially does things that uh, these other good quarterbacks do and not be the guy that uh, relies on other outside talent um, to elevate his game. We got one more call here coming through. Uh, I'm going to grab this real quick here. Hey, it's the Orange and Black Insider. Who's this? Hey, it's John from Kentucky. John, hey, sorry. We were uh, we were getting a lot of calls and texts, buddy. We uh, The lines were tied up, but uh, I'm glad you called back in and uh, got your got your two oh, cents no, here. that's fantastic. That's what happens when the Bengals make changes. People are interested <laughs> in the Bengals. Again. Well, yeah, when the Bengals make cha changes and and uh, when when people are listening to such a high quality program such as ours, that's that's what happens. Absolutely, <laughs> I love this program. Well, I what's going on, John? I oh, appreciate well, it. Uh, I, I tell you what, I 
tell you what, I've got some changes to make myself on the Sensi Jungle site. I've got to change my username because I said I would change it to a uh, to a better name uh, if they uh, got rid of Hugh Jackson. Well, they've done that. So now, not only am I going to change my username, I will not have an unkind thing to say about the Bengals for the next five years. I mean, I have watched this team that we have right or that we that we did have for 16 years, Anthony. I think the first time I talked to you about eight years ago, and I was complaining about the Bengals and whining and whatnot, Marvin Lewis had been there eight years. I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I just kept on and on. And yep. said, this is the best change I have that, that's happened to me in a while. I feel young again. <laughs> I'm energetic now. You know what I mean? I, I do. And I think, uh, I, I would like to think that a lot of the Bengals players feel the same way, that the ones who have been there and seen a lot under Marvin Lewis, hopefully they, they feel the same way. How do you feel about... Um, the coaching overhaul and what has, uh, you know, w- the, the young guy they're bringing in. And, uh, I mean, are you, obviously you're excited. You noted that, but I mean, are you, are you also, uh, hesitant? I mean, you've been a fan of this team for a long time. Are, are you worried that this is a David Shula esque, I guess, kind of signing? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't see, I don't think we'll go quite in that direction. I know, uh, Dave Shula, when he took over, he took over right after Sam Weiss. Mike Brown had no experience whatsoever in owning an NFL football team. Uh, those were just some, you know, some bad times. Paul Brown had recently uh, passed away. The Bengals were in shambles. They really yeah. were. Uh, so, and no, they're no, they're in nowhere near that condition uh, right now. Yeah. And I don't know if Mike Brown's children, you know, his daughter, his son-in-law, have a lot of say so now. I, I don't know, but. They have made some great changes here, and no, I, I don't think they're in anywhere near that condition right now. I think they will be good. I think this new coaching staff, I would think at worst, would be 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, I don't know, but look, after watching Marvin Lewis for 16 years, and after just copying this attitude that this team doesn't care, they are run like some bureaucracy, they never make changes, and yeah, they sold the stadium out for quite a while. They did. Mike Brown was the envy of the NFL because yeah. he had a mediocre team that never won in prime time <laughs> or never won in the playoffs. Yet he could no, no, he consistently sold out the stadium. Yeah. Well, that began to change in these last two years. The fans were like, "Okay, go ahead, bring Marvin back. You're not bringing us back." No, it was a lot of people, yeah. and I think that had a lot to do with the changes made. Yep. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I'm going to go to a game this year. I haven't been to a game in six years. When they lost to the Chargers, I said, I ain't going back up there. I'm going to win a playoff game. Wow. I told my son that. Wow. And so I'm going to a game next year. So, man, I feel great. I feel young again. Good. Well, let us, let us know which one you go to. And uh, if we can swing it out there, we'd love to meet you in person, man. That'd be fantastic. They've got some good times coming. Definitely. Okay. Well, look, I don't want to take up too much time. I don't know if you got other callers waiting, but I'm, I'm just tickled to death. And going to what John was saying about Tannehill, I mean, Dalton's been here, what, eight years, nine years? I like Dalton, but I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with John about Tannehill right now. If they did trade Dalton, so be it. Now, I would like to see Dalton, as I was chatting earlier, I'd like to see him get one season under a new coaching staff. Yeah. All I ever saw Dalton was under Marvin Lewis. Yeah. And I would like to see Dalton just one season with this new staff, see what he does. If we win a Super Bowl, fantastic. 
if we don't, then whatever. Or if they decide not to do it at all and trade them, whatever. I mean, the Bengals are making changes, and I'm not going to argue with any changes they make at this point. I'm just happy something different has happened. Yeah, it's about it's about if you deal Dalton, it's using the resources that you get from dealing him and using them wisely to better the team. That's you know whether that's freed up money from from another quarterback or or moving up to get a potential franchise changing guy. John, we're we're going to close up shop. Appreciate you calling in. Good hearing from you. Thanks for uh, calling Thanks, in uh, one more okay. time here uh, with the lines were tied up. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get to a couple quick text messages here, uh, John, because I, you know, you've already had a couple of people come your way uh, <laughs> about the uh, the Dalton thing. Um, let's see what was the uh, from from Dean um, saying. I just want to say I'm with John, and it's time to turn the page on Dalton. He has value now. Don't miss out like they did with Chad Johnson when they could. Uh, when they could have gotten fir- two first-round picks, if you remember that, John, that was uh, supposedly there was an offer. I do not remember that. At yeah, all. it was when there was a disgruntled. Uh, I think it was maybe after eight um, or, or something, and 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 it was the Redskins that were supposedly offering a one and a three that could become another one. Uh, that was kind of a, a, a production-based pick there. Um, and, uh, you know, so he's he's in agreement with you there. Um, and he also adds, this franchise has won five playoff games in 51 years. It's time to roll the dice. And I fi- I really finally have hope that that's happening. So um, five, I, that's just crazy to think about five. And he don't has won one. Yep. He doesn't have any of them. Um, the, let's see, the other is from, this is an actual question. We talked, we hinted a little bit at the Eagles. This is a different route with it, but. Uh, it's Frank from Virginia, by way of Mason. Um, there, uh, there's been chatter about Tannehill uh, with the familial connection Zach has with his brother in in Philly. Press um, number one. Do you do you think Press comes over in maybe a a larger role uh, to the Bengals? And then does that mean then that we're talking about Nick Foles at some point instead of a Ryan Tannehill? Yes. Oh. Oh, you kind of flipped it up. I was, I was saying like, or, uh, or, or you're saying they they keep Foles and maybe Wentz is the guy. Yeah, because like like Foles, I think is like being talked about going to Jacksonville because they just hired uh, John D. Filippo as their offensive coordinator. D. Filippo was the guy was uh, Wentz's quarterback coach, or Wentz and Foles was quarterback coach in 2017 when they won the Super Bowl. But yeah, that's that's definitely an interesting um, um, thing if you if you were to bring press over because I do think that press is one of the favorites to become offensive coordinator because, you know, as we've mentioned that their options are pretty slim pickings at this point, but that's definitely interesting because I don't know how much Foles is going to uh, cost to get on the open market, depending on what, what his demand is. I know his demand would be higher than Tannehill. And I don't know if the difference between Tannehill and Foles is that much, but obviously Foles has proved himself worthy in, in, in big games and that might attract some other franchises. And I think at this point, Jacksonville's probably the favorite for him, but that's, that's definitely an interesting scenario right there. Yeah, I mean, if, if somehow this the things work out where Philly keeps Foles because that's the guy they, they just want and he's had postseason success, the injuries are frustrating on Carson Wentz, and somehow, you know, it would take quite a bit of capital to make that happen. But if, if somehow Cincinnati can get their hands around Carson Wentz instead of Nick Foles in this whole deal, that would be, wow, that would be uh, – <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that would involve the highest variety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Nick Foles could be an option. That that's another guy a lot of fans are talking about, especially because of Press Taylor, and it makes sense. But uh, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, I don't, I don't know that that'll happen. I, you know, the, like I said, this the, this team has been so conservative. It's almost like you're waiting for them to say, okay, the coaching staff overhaul. That that's. That's the, you know, the the uncertain part. We get, we got to be conservative at, at some point, which is maybe keeping Dalton for a year or two. And, and at some point, you wait for them to be conservative. Or maybe, you know, maybe this young guy, Zach Taylor, has, uh, has come in, grabbed their ears, and maybe saying, hey, you got to do more in free agency. You got to do more in the draft in terms of maneuverability. And uh, that's what's going to – that's what it's going to take. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if that happens, hopefully – that's something we, we saw the Rams be aggressive in free agency over the past couple of years. Right, John? Yeah. And look at like, look at the, the highest, the, I think it was the three, the, the top two teams in spending this year, I think were the saints and Rams, they're going to meet in the MC championship. Yeah. Just, it's just how it is. You yep. got to spend, you got to spend. It's, it's not, it's not rocket science. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's the, and hopefully the Bengals end up changing their ways. That that would be a major major change because that is something that they have long been adverse to um, in terms of spending money in outside free agency and m- moving up in the draft and all that kind of stuff. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. We're we're going to get out of here. A uh, lot of phone calls, a lot of text messages. Thanks so much for all of the – a lot of comments in the YouTube chat. Sorry we couldn't get to all of them. We tried to get to as many as possible. Uh, we appreciate the patience. We appreciate all of the interaction. The, and like I said, we're, we're bringing more content um, in the form of interviews. Perhaps, John, if he's able to join us from, this, from the Senior Bowl, that'd be cool too. Um, we're trying to mix things up a little bit on the show and hopefully bring you a more – all-inclusive type of program. Thanks for all the support. Get the show where you can. We'll see you next episode. Appreciate it. Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else. So listen to podcasts, check it out.